Chapter 1 The Old and New Creation Genesis 1 Only faith can read this chapter correctly, because its record goes back beyond human history, because we don't have the authority of testimony nor experience for its statements. We have only the bare Word of God, Hebrews 11, 3. These prehistoric annals of earth are the region of faith, quite as much as those post-historic annals given in the Apocalypse. It is by faith that we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, for faith has to do with the unseen both behind and before us. This chapter contains the substance of our creed concerning God as the Creator. 1. The Creation It comprises the whole of what we call the universe and all that it contains, visible or invisible, the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1 1. This universe was created. It didn't create itself, nor did chance create it, nor did it exist eternally. Its creator was God. It was not a God, but the one living and true God who calls himself El, Elohim, and Jehovah. Its creator was the Word of God, the Son of God, the second person of the Elohim or Godhead, John 1, 2, and Colossians 1, 16. This was in the beginning, that is, the indefinite past, the far past. It was then that the things that we see now were made, not out of pre-existing materials or things that do appear, but out of nothing. 2. The Chaos It was shapeless and unfilled, without form and void. It was not properly the earth or the world. The fullness thereof, Psalm 89, 11, King James Version, had not come yet. Whether this chaos was the first state or a later condition, that of fall and punishment in connection with the apostasy of angels, we do not say. Here, however, earth lies before us in chaos. How long? We don't know. This chaos was one of darkness, which covered the whole face of the abyss or the deep. How this could be, except in connection with a sinning race, is not easily seen. For God is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all. 1 John 1, 5. 3. The Life The Spirit of God moved upon, or brooded like a dove over, the face of the waters. These waters were everywhere. The globe was fluid, but the waters were dead. The fluid mass had no vitality in it. It was like the lifeless bodies of the valley. The Holy Spirit came upon them, and the power of the highest overshadowed them. Life was imparted. The deep was enlivened, or, as Milton writes, made pregnant. This Spirit, then as now, came from Him who has the seven spirits of God. Revelation 3 1. The Son of God, the Creator, for in Him was life. John 1 4. The enlivening Spirit is with Him. The life was manifested. 1 John 1 2 and Psalm 104 30. 4. The Light. God spoke. The light came following the life. For it is not first light, then life, but first life, then light. The life was the light of men. John 1 4. Christ the life was the light 
of the world. It was God, the Son, who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness. It needed only a word, nothing more. 5. The Order There has been confusion up to this point. Mixture. Sky and earth, light and darkness, air and water. Everything is commingled. Every element needed is there, but they are mixed up with each other, and so are useless. As to the air, earth, and water, there must be division. The landmarks of each must be set. As to light and darkness, there must be alternation, day and night, sunrise and sunset. All must be in perfect order, no one interfering with its fellow, but each left free to work its own work in the development of a glorious universe. 6. The Beauty It is no longer without form. Genesis 1, 2, King James Version. It is now coming into shape in all its different features, and all is beautiful. By his breath the heavens are cleared. Job 26, 13. It is by degrees or stages that this beauty is drawn out, yet it does come. The blue heavens, the translucent atmosphere, the sparkling stars, the bright sun, the waxing and waning moon, the green earth, the blossoming trees, the many colored flowers. Everything is beautiful. For he who formed them is himself the fountainhead of all beauty, the perfection of perfection, the infinitely lovable one. We were made to love the beautiful in the creature, how much more in the Creator. He has made everything beautiful in its season, and he has given us minds capable of appreciating and admiring it all. But it is he himself who is altogether excellent the sum as well as the source of all beauty. He claims admiration and love for Himself as the infinitely glorious One. 7. The Fruitfulness Valley, plain, hill, and field are all fruitful. They bring forth their shrubs and fruit trees, their corn, and their abundance of everything that is good for food as well as pleasant to the eye. It is a fruit-bearing earth. Barrenness is unknown. Man and beast are there, fish and fowl are there. All kinds of life, intelligent or unintelligent, are there. It is not mere beauty or order that satisfies God, but fruitfulness. It is fruitfulness He asks from us. We are ourselves a part of His fruitful earth, as well as its Lord's. In both aspects, He asks for fruitfulness. He comes to us daily seeking fruit. Luke 13, 7, King James Version. And 8. The Goodness. He gazed on it and pronounced it all very good. Each part of it was good. The whole was very good. Genesis 1, 31. It is good in every sense. Good in the sense of beauty. Good in the sense of promoting benevolent and loving ends. Good in the sense of earth and sea, hill and valley, river and forest all mutually helping each other. All is goodness. Yes, a marvelous whole of unutterable goodness. Death is not here, nor ferocity, nor warfare. Everything is good, very good. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. God delights in His handiwork, and though it is much marred and defaced, it still exhibits its original excellence. But, It will do so more gloriously in the times of the restitution of all things when there will be the new heavens and new earth, 
wherein dwells righteousness. Behold, I make all things new. Revelation 21, 5, King James Version.